five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. G'day and welcome to the Dolby Anglican Podcast. My name is David and I'm one of the ministers at Dolby Anglican Parish. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit anglicandolby.org.au. This week's sermon is by Reverend Ken Hansen, who is a police chaplain at our church. It's part of our Good News from Dr. Luke sermon series, concentrating on the Gospel of Luke. And today's reading is Luke 9, 10 to 27. We hope you enjoy the sermon. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Among the many miracles that Jesus performed, there are two miracles that are renowned because of so many witnesses. They are the wedding at Cana and the feeding of the 5,000. But before we examine today's Gospel, it's important that we recall last Sunday's reading of Luke's Gospel, where we heard that Jesus had called his disciples together and gave them authority to drive out demons and to heal the sick. Then Jesus sent his disciples forth to preach about the Kingdom of God, along with some other instructions. Now, I wonder if you can remember what those other instructions were. Can anybody tell me? We were all paying attention last week, weren't we? (laughs) Well, some of the instructions, well, the, the main one, he said to take nothing with you. No walking stick, no clothes, no extra tunic, um... What are some of the others? No food, no food or money. Even, um, yeah, I, I said that, even a change of clothes. And when you are welcomed at somebody's place, stay there until you are finished in that town. But if you go to a place that doesn't welcome you, then as you leave that town... Shake the dust off your sandals as a sign and a warning to them. Herod the trek truck heard about a prophet whom many people were saying all sorts of strange things about. So Herod asked, Who is this man I hear so much about? And he became very eager to meet this man called Jesus. And we know that happens later down the track. In today's Gospel reading, we hear that after a period of time, the disciples came back to Jesus and told him everything they had done. And so Jesus took his disciples to the village of Bethsaida and a large crowd of people Followed him. Jesus welcomed them and spoke to them about God's kingdom, and he healed many who were sick. Late that afternoon, the disciples came to Jesus and asked Jesus to send the crowd away to the nearby farms to eat and find shelter for the night. 
But Jesus replied to them, You feed them. To which they replied, We've only got five loaves of bread and two fish. We'll have to go to the town and buy some food. They had thought to themselves, how were we going to feed 5,000 plus? And why I say 5,000 plus is because in the Bible it says 5,000 men. There would have been women and children there also. So Jesus takes the basket of five loaves and the basket with the two fish in it and looks towards heaven and blesses the food. Then Jesus broke the bread and the fish and gave the baskets to his disciples to feed the gathered crowd. The feeding of the 5,000 is the only miracle story that appears in all four Gospels. Why? Well, I believe that it points to the importance of this particular Gospel passage that accounts for the fact that so many people heard about it, the witnesses, and they all remembered it. There's so many things that can be learned from this passage. First of all, it is a message that Luke, that takes us back in time, that takes us all back in time. It reminds us of the manna and the bread from heaven, which fed the Israelites during the wanderings with Moses in the desert. And also of the story of the prophet Elijah, which we find in the book of Kings, where Elijah feeds a hundred men with twenty loaves of barley and is told by God, they shall eat and have some left. This reading also takes us forward to the experience of the Last Supper with the disciples as Jesus breaks and blesses the bread and has the, the disciples feed each other. In these modern days, we come together to worship and to relive that moment by gathering together here in this place, partaking in the Eucharist, just as Christ told us to do in remembrance of him. Now there's a very practical message in this short story of the feeding of the 5,000. There's a need for the people to be fed and so Jesus made sure that they were fed. He could have told them all to go away and find food somewhere else as the disciples had suggested to him. But he didn't. Instead, he asked his disciples to look for what was already there, right in front of them. In Jesus himself. You know, sometimes 
we can be found looking for something outside our capabilities to help us to solve a problem when the solution is there right in front of us all the time. Jesus wanted everyone to be fed there and then. A sign of the love and care that Jesus had for every person in that crowd. So he asked his disciples to help him. At first the task of feeding so many must have seemed impossible for his disciples. But they were proved to be wrong. And maybe this should encourage us to deal with the little problems in our lives, even if the task in front of us seems overwhelming. If we aren't selfish or greedy and we all share what we have, then no one would need to go hungry. This also is a message that we urgently need to pay attention about today. Many developed countries consume more than their fair share of resources, while so many others go short. According to the United Nations, there is enough food produced in the world to comfortably feed its entire population. And yet over 9 million people in the world every year die from hunger. 9 million. That was their last statistics. I don't know what it is now. Even here in Australia where we are considered one of the richest countries in the world with a huge variety of produce and mineral resources, there are people in our communities who are going hungry and are short of food and shelter. It's hard to believe, isn't it? But it's happening. Feeding the hungry is very much a mission of the church. We are so generous in supporting charities like the Salvation Army, St Vinnie's and the Aussie Helpers, to name just a few who help to feed those who cannot afford to eat or who are suffering from poverty, debt, famine and other natural disasters. Not forgetting the homeless, which is a real problem in most towns and cities. We also need to support the Global Hunger Appeals who urgently need our help, who face extreme hunger, especially those in South Sudan, Ethiopia, Afghanistan, and now in the Ukraine, and many other small countries who are right now threatened with famine and invading forces. Julie and I donate once a quarter to the Barnabas Foundation who support Christian families throughout the world who are in desperate need of food supplies. And possibly if you are financially able, then I urge you to donate 
to a reliable charity of sorts. CMS is one that our church supports. You don't need to give a lot. The message of our gospel today is that a little can go a very long way when we all share what we have. Now reflecting back to today's gospel reading, maybe on a little bit of a different slant, I don't think Jesus is just talking about food alone. Let's hear from the words of Moses in the book of Deuteronomy where he says, We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Interestingly, none of the versions of today's story tells us what Jesus said to the multitude before the miracles took place except in Luke's Gospel. Luke's Gospel simply tells us that Jesus spoke to the crowd about the kingdom of God. He probably spoke of many other, or to many other audiences in other places about this same message too. In the telling of this same story in John's Gospel, chapter 6, and that's John's Gospel this time, not Luke's. It records a long chat between Jesus and his disciples in which he tells his disciples not to work for bread which perishes, but food that endures to eternal life. It also says that Jesus said to his disciples, I am the bread of life. And again in John's Gospel it says that Jesus said, Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Not just to finish there, but again Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. It's all there in chapter 6 of John's Gospel if you'd like to examine it later. We come to church because we are hungry, not necessarily for food or coffee, but for, sp for spiritual things, because we are hungry for the word of God and Jesus. Here in this place tells us that we will be satisfied. And we are satisfied not because we are worthy or good, or have earned some reward or good deed, but simply because we are here together and have turned up just as the 5,000 turned up to hear what Jesus had to say. Not only will we receive enough, but we will receive more than enough, more than we might ever have expected to receive. When the loaves and the fishes had all been shared out, 
we are told that there were 12 baskets of leftovers, enough to feed many more. And there is, in this message today, so much more left over to tell us about the superabundance of God's love and care for us. For God's love can never be exhausted. You see, the more love God gives, the more God has. God's love is infinite, eternal, never-ending. The Lord's peace and love be with you. Amen.